Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And on the podcast today, I've got two guys with me. We've got Rob Spekstra, it's Pastor of Discipleship. And Kevin Kinor, Pastoral Assistant. All right. Alex is still out. Uh, and uh, today we have an interesting topic. <laughs> we have a listener question. What, uh, Kevin, how do you, how do you want to answer the, ask this question? How should Christians approach dating? How should Christians approach dating? Um, and we're going to add another word into this, um, which is courtship. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of questions that could go into this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go, when, you know, how old should a person be when they start start dating? What does all this look like? Blah, 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 blah. We could get into all this kind of stuff. But first off, we want to just acknowledge that dating is a modern idea. Mm. You, you read the Bible and you don't, um, you don't see anything about dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, you, most of the time we know that marriages were arranged in the old Testament and, uh, they were, uh, you know, set up by the the mothers and fathers and it wasn't really about most of the time. It wasn't really about love necessarily or, or affection. It was about convenience and combining heritages and combining family lines and keeping the family together and all these different things. But those unions often brought happiness and brought um, pleasure and, and, and all of these things. So, uh, so dating itself is a modern invention. And obviously some of that is great as far as, you know, you know the, the individualism. And we, we now, we want to, you know, be able to choose our spouse and it's a good thing to be able to choose your spouse. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it comes with some, it comes with some downsides as well. And then as, um, our society gets less and less moral, dating becomes more and more treacherous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And, um, and so we, we need to think through this topic biblically and, and be wise about it. In a lot of ways, you could, you could really say that the book of Proverbs is kind of a dating manual mm. because over and over, the father warns the son to stay away from certain types of women, yeah. <laughs> right? And he's like, there's going to be some women that, that are going to be batting their eyes at you. They're going to be showing up at this time of day and they're going to be wearing this type of stuff and smelling this way. And they're going to be tempting you to be immoral and you need to stay away from this woman or she'll ruin your life and you'll end up poor. And, and, um, and I mean, you should see that as dating advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or on the other side, you have, uh, the young ladies should be looking at all the passages there in Proverbs to talk about what a wise Mm. man should look like. Yeah. What's, what's godliness? What's, you know, how, how are they, how's that supposed to be played out, Mm. looked in an individual's life? So, 
young ladies can be saying, stay away from those guys who are, you know, of course, Proverbs, they have both ones that are both, both positive and negative. And so, the, you know, they, there's a lot of Proverbs that show kind of a negative example of what it's not to be, you don't want to be, you, yep. want to, you don't want to be a fool. And so our young ladies should be looking for all those <laughs> passages about fools. Yep. Now, listen, we're, we're just, we're riffing here. And so we don't have, we don't have anything written down. Okay. So, but that this, this is an interesting point. Right away, we should say, um, a Christian man can only date or court a Christian woman. Mm-hmm. The, Bi- the Bible talks about this. Yeah. A Christian woman can only date and court a Christian man. Mm-hmm. But guys, there's, the Bible says more than that. <laughs> the Christian man should not date or court an immoral woman. Mm-hmm. Should not date or court, except to his own demise, a nagging woman. Right, Proverbs tells us the the nagging woman is like a constant drip, 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 drip that will ruin your life. A gossipy woman, mm-hmm. a nitpicking woman, right? Someone that always sees faults. Now, on the other side, girls, there's you should avoid the fool, mm-hmm. but there's more than just the fool. Yeah. Avoid the sluggard, avoid the lazy, avoid the deceitful. Who else? Is there anybody else that I'm thinking of? What are what are some other ones that uh, mockers? The mockers. Yeah, big. Money. Yes, the one that make the one that makes fun of everybody else. Mm-hmm. The one that can see through all those other people's positions, but actually doesn't have a position of his own. The mockers. Okay. Now these are types of people that basically their personality traits, their sins, that can take over our life and create us in 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 that image, and we become like that. Like we fall into that category of people, and and many people fail in their relationships because they've united themselves to one of these mm-hmm. horrible people yeah. and or they become it themselves from from proverbs so we want to we want to just begin with this idea that i am meant to become a man of virtue and character mm-hmm. in the image of jesus right like that's I, i'm meant to take on the fruit of the spirit i'm meant to be become that if we're talking about teenagers, that's the most important thing right now. Yeah. Who are you becoming? Mm-hmm. What, what's your character look like? Think about that word character and think about what we just talked about in Proverbs. What character are you? Mm. Are you the wise young man or are you the fool? Yeah. Right? Are you the promiscuous woman who's, who's just thirsty for the attention of men and you're willing to do anything to get their attention? Mm-hmm. Okay. Bo- godly young men, avoid that girl. Yeah. Right? We have to be able to see ourselves and, and see that the, 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 the bigger problem here, the bigger issue here at first is character development. Yeah. Which type of character am I becoming? Mm-hmm. And if I am, if I am, if my character has not been formed and I don't know where I'm at and I'm, yeah, I'm actually pretty foolish, then I should not be dating. Yeah. There's no reason for me to be dating. Right. Right. And so... I'm uh, now this. I'll just say this is an opinion. This is my opinion. I'm of of the opinion that most young people, Christian young people, should not be dating until they're ready to be thinking. Of, they they have a they have good character and they're ready to to tr- to find a woman with good character and they're ready to treat her mm-hmm. the way Scripture calls a brother in Christ to treat a, a sister in Christ. Yeah, you know, I, I like what you're doing here in the sense that. Uh, our culture around us 
always works with ages. Okay, how old are they? How old are they? You know, so we have all these laws set upon this. We, we have to do that, obviously. But so, so many times I think I have parents will come to me and say, you know, or wondering, is my child old enough yet? That's not the question you should be asking. It should be, is my child godly enough yet? Yes. <laughs> In one sense. I mean, you're really going around is, is let's, get our, let's get our young folks really uh, uh, focus in on who are you becoming in terms of your own, you know, own Christ-likeness focus there and then you'll be ready. You'll know when you're ready to date when you're at a place where you are you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, strength and your neighbor as yourself. That's when you're, you know, ultimately ready to ready to date. So, I mean, at least be, let's get our focus there and then move out of that out of that foundation. Yeah. And, and like if you can't if you don't have your own money to pay for a date, <laughs> right. Like you're not ready to date. Right. If you're having to borrow your mom twenty bucks from your mom to go on a date, you're not ready to date. Yeah. Like you, you're not there yet. You're not the man. You're not. You're not the girl. Right. Now I, I get how some. Oh, it's just you know they're just friends and they're just okay. Then they can be friends. Then that's not a date. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's not a date. Right. Um. Yeah. So, I think right away. I think we the 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 first question is who am I. And who am I becoming? What yeah. char- What what is the shape of my character? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And and a mom and a dad should should be able to say, your character has not formed to to the to the level where you're ready to to date, yeah. or you're you're ready to have a cell phone. Yeah. Now we know this instinctually. If we have a foolish child, we don't give them a handgun. Mm-hmm. We should not give them a cell phone. We should not give them car keys. Mm-hmm. Just because they're 16 does not mean they're ready for those car keys. Right. They're not a right. It's not a right. Yeah. It's not a right. And that you know what? That's a great point to bring up because I feel like what has gotten flipped in our society, it used to be if you had responsibility, mm. then you got rights. Yeah. Responsibilities preceded your rights. Mm-hmm. And if you are not willing to pay taxes, if you are not willing to be a responsible neighbor, if you're not willing to be a responsible citizen, then you had no rights. And now we think rights come before responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And I have a right, no matter who, what my character is, I have a right to vote. No, nope, you don't. And I, I think felons should not be able to vote because they've lost that right mm-hmm. by being a menace to society. Mm-hmm. If you are not a man or a woman of character, you lose certain rights. Mm-hmm. Like that responsibilities are always come before rights. And if I put my rights ahead of responsibilities, then they actually create, it actually creates irresponsibility. It takes away responsibility from me and it puts it on the government. It puts it on somebody else. Right? So first thing we're saying when it comes to dating, the question that comes first is who are you and what are you becoming? Mm -hmm. And you have to be honest about that. Mm -hmm. You have to be honest about that. You have to be, I appreciate the person who says, I'm not ready to date right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not ready. And then you want to talk about what does scripture say about the relationship between a young man and a young woman? Mm-hmm. One of the things right away I, that I pops in my head is from uh, the Song of Solomon where it says, um, do not awaken love until the time is right. Mm. Do not awaken love until the time is right. Um, meaning, that there, once things get intimate, it's hard to go back. Once you get that connection, it's hard to go back to being friends, right? 
Now, anybody that's ever had any, you know, broken relationships, you know, this is the truth. And this mm-hmm. is thousands of years of, of human history and biblical history that attests to this. So we should be really careful and, and not getting emotionally, relationally, intimately connected with, with people until the time is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, I think is important is to begin teaching our children what marriage is about and the purpose of marriage and and just those those questions of of marriage so that they're clear on because ultimately what this is what we're talking about in that um, dating courting is kind of looking out toward mm-hmm. it's it's aiming towards that reality in their lives that God has given us marriage and He's given it he gave it to us before the fall so that's so we now know that that's a good gift from God before the fall yeah. in order to fulfill uh, really our mandate as human beings um, we can't do it alone God made that very clear mm-hmm. um, there's very few people who are called to be single some are uh, but many are not and so most are not and so understanding what is marriage, why, you know, what does this look like? What's it for? Gives them in a sense, kind of the, the finish line, if you will, mm-hmm. of this dating or yeah. courtship. So that when you enter into a dating uh, relationship or a courtship relationship, you know, I'm, you know, ultimately this could be the person that I'm going to be marrying. So you're going to try to work towards that end line. You're going to try to go to court, go towards that finish line. Uh, so having a clear understanding there. Unfortunately, again, in our culture today, it's marriage has been thrown out the window in terms of what what it's about. Uh, um, and so, so often, you know, we're working so often with uh, with individuals within our church who have had no idea what marriage is about, and so mm-hmm. they've been living together with people, yeah. living together with the opposite sex, thinking that somehow they're going to discover what it means to be in a right relationship or discover if this is the right person to marry or not. That's just like the opposite way of how you should go about it. So having a clear understanding, teaching our children a clear understanding of what marriage is about and then why God has given Mm -hmm. it to us will help them to know what they're aiming for as they're entering into these, into these relationships. And that helps with when, when the interesting questions pop up, like, well, can I, you know, uh, can I date an unbeliever? Well, no. And walking through why scripture speaks to it and because the purpose of dating is marriage and you definitely don't want to be a believer married to an unbeliever. And so as the sometimes fun and sometimes absurd questions, the hypotheticals start popping up, then you have that that end goal to point to is, well, dating, the purpose of dating is marriage. If that's not the goal, then you don't need to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the purpose of dating is marriage. The purpose of marriage is children that honor mm-hmm. and be fruitful and multiply, yeah. fill the earth, the, the dominion mandate. And it points to the way Christ loved the church. Yes. So all of this is meant to be towards sanctification. Yes. All of this is meant to be towards the glory of God. And our kids need to know that right away because are you ready to lay your life down for this person? Mm. <laughs> right. This isn't about what you get. And, and this is the problem with dating today is parents treat dating like a fun game for their kid. Mm-hmm. That their kid, oh, look, she's cute. She's cute. Oh, yeah, they're dating. Mm. And he's just there because she's cute and she looks good on his arm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of self-service, self, self-serving. And then it almost becomes this game, especially in, in secular society, becomes a game of, what can I get from this girl mm-hmm. before I move on to the next girl? Yeah. And, and 
Rob, you mentioned before the podcast, that understanding of dating is basically just practicing divorce. Mm -hmm. It's, it's deep seated selfishness. Um, I'm going to be with this girl for as long as I, for a short amount of time as I can and get as much from her as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to move on. And there's this thing in the culture today right now, there, there's this thing where people straight up say on YouTube and all these things, what's your body count? What's your body count? And it, it's literally asking how many people have you slept with? And it's, it's a, it's like a braggadocious way of, of, of this, this culture, this worldview that treats relationships, um, as just another commodity mm -hmm. in a capitalistic society. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Christians, we're not about what, what's your body count? How many people can you be with? We're about laying our life down for another person mm -hmm. and loving that person over a lifetime and creating a meaningful family that worships and honors God and brings glory back to God because God gave us the institution of marriage for a reason. And so that means we're going to do it. We're going to do it differently that, um, we're going to postpone dating Mm -hmm. until we, we have the character to actually date someone. And then when we step into dating, we're going to do it from a virtuous, respectable, mm -hmm. Christ-honoring way. Mm -hmm. And you think about the fact that, you know, I'll go back to Ephesians 5.25, where we get this idea, of, particularly for husbands in this case, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and mm -hmm. gave himself up for her. So if we're raising up our young men with that understanding of marriage, when they enter into a dating relationship or courtship relationship, then they are able to, that's a, that's kind of a, a picture for them to say, okay, and what I'm doing right now in this relationship and what, what I'm doing right now this evening, mm. is this, is this going, is this giving myself up for her? Am I sacrificing for her? Th those kind of questions that, so you can, it can help them when they're in the heat of the moment to say, okay, is this really what, would be honorable to Christ in, yep. in this moment of in terms of the mar of marriage. So it helps yep. them to kind of have some kind of question to be asking themselves when they when they when they need to at that at that moment. So I, mm -hmm. I would hope that that would be helpful to them and to the women. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, women. and let me say this too. You, in order for me to be spiritually healthy and be to know and to have character, I have to know who I am, mm -hmm. right? I have to have some clarity on on who I am as a person. In order to have clarity as a person, I can't always be connected to somebody else and trying to define myself mm -hmm. through or by somebody else. Mm -hmm. And part of this kind of serial dating from a young age is I don't know who I am and I'm always trying, like literally a girl will be trying to define herself. Oh, I want the, I want the football captain or, Oh, I want mm -hmm. the wrestling captain. Oh, I want to try this guy. I want to like this guy. And, She's kind of trying out, almost like how she tries out different outfits. She's trying out different relationships, mm -hmm. not just to see what kind of guy she likes, but almost to, to define herself. Yeah. And so we need to have a good theology of singleness mm -hmm. to know we don't have to date yeah. to be whole. Yeah. Jesus right. Christ was whole and he never dated anyone in his life. Mm -hmm. Right? He, so he was completely satisfied in God and in his natural relationships with his family and with his friends that he did not need, yeah. he didn't, he didn't need, you know, teenage dating relationships. Yeah. He didn't need it. And neither do you. 
and neither do, neither do I. We we don't need that. Yeah. Now we might want it. We might enjoy it. Whatever. But but we need to have a, a, a theology of singleness that says I don't need this. Mm-hmm. What I actually need is to develop godly virtues and character. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. That's what's going to save my life from the immoral woman or the, the foolish man when they approach. And if you haven't developed that character, that foolish man approaches or that promiscuous woman approaches, you might be too enamored with them to yeah. say no yeah. or to turn away. Yeah. I never, that's interesting. It's, <laughs> I, I ask my question, myself this question, and that is, if I, was, if I was the one running the universe, what would I do? Well, if I was running the universe, I would have, you know, I would have had Jesus marry a woman so that you know, I could see what the, because what, most, most men and women are called to marriage, you know, they, they get married. So you would think that that would have been the way God should have done it. It's so interesting he didn't. Yeah. He actually, his son never did get married. Yeah. And it's, it is to show the very thing that you're, you're, you're saying here, and that is that uh, we do not need another person to help define us who we are. Mm-hmm. All we need is our definition by our relationship with God. Yeah. And that, 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 that's enough, that our identity and who God has called us in Christ, that's going to be enough. Thus, then when we do enter into these relationships with, a, with the opposite sex, then we, it's, that's not defining ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're still living out of our definition. Yeah. We're living out of our identity in Christ towards them. And that may, that's how we then can love them so much better. than. Why is a young woman so tempted to give her body up to mm. some foolish young man? Mm. Because she doesn't know who she is yeah. and she doesn't know who Christ is in her. And so she thinks that, oh, he'll really love me if I give myself up to this guy, this person. Mm-hmm. And that that man, that young man, doesn't really think of himself as a young man. doesn't Doesn't really know who he is, and he just thinks if I can get this far, then I'm going to be cool, and I'm going to be somebody, and they're gonna, all my buddies are going to think I'm cool mm-hmm. or whatever, or I'm going to be the type, you know, I'm going to be a man that conquers mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're it's they're not defining themselves by who they are in Christ, yeah. and and therefore it's it's creating all kind of problems with them. So um, we think that should be we think that should be done first, yeah. right? Those these things need to come uh, need to be primary now. Let's say we've got that, got a godly young man, got a godly young woman. Um, what does dating look like? I'm just going to, since we don't have anything here, I'm just going to start throwing some stuff out that I've got, that my ideas. First, uh, first thing, when you find a person that you, you're interested in, you should, you should think about these things. Not only who am I, who is she? What's my plan for life? Mm. What's her plan for life? You know, um, <clears throat> Do those things fit together? Now, you might not know that question. And so one of the best ways to figure this kind of stuff out is you hang out with them in groups. Mm-hmm. Hang out with them in groups. Um, I know today the, the easy thing to do is, hey, what's your number? And we'd start texting. And they start texting back and forth. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I think there's something, there's something lost I think it's good for a man to have to look at a girl in the face and and ask questions and to see how she her face responds to things that he says and his, her his presence. He's going to learn things from that and she's going to learn as well. Mm-hmm. When you're in your bedroom t- texting people and you can't see what's going on, I just don't think it's I just don't think it's very healthy for for young people. So, uh, the first thing I did, I'll just tell you with my wife Amanda, as I met her, I thought she was cute. I knew she would loved God, and but I was like, I don't know what this girl's about. I knew I was called to ministry, so I had to have a woman that was felt like she could be called to ministry, and uh, so I had some people over for uh, to watch a movie or something, and I invited her over, right? And I, 
I wanted to see how she reacted in, in this group of people, my friends, and what kind of what was her personality, blah, 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 all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when when I realized, okay, it was a couple couple times, I was like, okay, yep, I'm interested here. I'm interested. Then I, I went and talked to her dad. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I had no plans on serial dating. I had no plans on on dating like the world. Uh, I knew I wanted um, a wife. And so I went and told uh, her dad who I was, you know, uh, and my plans for life and said, hey, do you think your daughter would be uh, would be a pastor's wife, you know, and mm-hmm. would she be a good pastor? Can I date and can I date your daughter? And he said, yes and yes. And, and he gave me, gave me approval to, mm-hmm. to ask her on a date. Yeah. Um, and then that's what I did. I asked her on a date and my, and then the, my first date, here's another hit. We went, now this is back in the day. Okay. It's like t- almost 20 years now. <laughs> I, um, we went to village Inn cause I was broke and we had about, I spent about $2 on coffee we just sat there and for like three hours, and I brought a book. I think the book. I brought the book of questions. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I Good. brought the book of questions. Well, I know what that one is okay. And we sat there for like three hours <laughs> with unlimited coffee, and I, we just went to the book of questions. And when what was I trying to do? I was just trying to get to know her. I wanted to know everything about her. I want to know. So the book of questions is just a book of random, crazy mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. From if you want a million dollars, what would you buy? To if you could only bring three things to an island, what would you buy, you know bring and and all everything else in between. And so now I say that because I was trying to guard her heart. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't going to be into into her, I didn't want to get emotionally connected and all this kind of stuff. And same thing with me, I wanted to protect her. And so we hung out in groups. Then we hung. Then we went and uh, we were in public and. Um, and, and Village Inn, and then we'd go to Barnes and Noble and places like that. And mm-hmm. all of our dates were in public. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, why? Because everything important about this woman you can discover in public, mm-hmm. and everything you don't need to discover about this woman mm-hmm. is in private. Yeah. And your flesh wants to Netflix and chill, mm-hmm. and that is a sin and it will actually damage your relationship Mm. and she will lose trust in you as the spiritual leader. She will never trust you. If you can't honor her in dating and you can't respect her in dating and you can't set up boundaries in dating, she'll never respect you after, you know, in in the, in the, as a spiritual leader of the home. Now I'm really glad that you uh, brought the, book of questions because the first thing I thought is you brought Calvin's Institutes <laughs> you were kind of worried like what book did he bring okay, well, that's, of the Institute <laughs> so that, that was if a you, good. so if you ask her opinion <laughs> she said the first the first date felt like a job interview <laughs> oh, that's good so quick, quick question how old were you when that um, when you started well I, I, that gets oh wait so it was about 20 years ago so I was about 22 Okay. All right. So you were in a place where, uh, you know, you, you were really truly thinking about marriage. So let's, let's, let's go now to what would we say to someone who, uh, you, have a, you have a child that's, that's 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. You know that perhaps their character is developing, but they're really not ready to get married yet, you know, uh, typically not. Uh, but they, wanna, they, want to, they want to relate to uh, young ladies. Um, what would be our, our kind of our direction there? What would you, what would you say to that? Um, again, I would, I would say, I would focus on who this person is. 16, 17. Okay. Do you have a job? Uh-huh. Oh, I can't have a job because I'm in sports. Okay. You're not ready to date. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Do you have a car? Oh, you know, 
Like I, I would just focus on b- building up to that yeah. and becoming the person who's ready to, to do those things. Now, where would I make some, uh, uh, make some, uh, what, allowances. Are what? Allowances. Yeah. Some allowances or, or some the other word I'm looking for. I can't think of right now. Um, maybe they want to go to prom. Mm. Okay. I'm like, okay. All right. You want to go to prom with somebody? Okay, cool. Who are you going with? Group of people. All right, cool. What's yep. going on afterwards? Yeah, Where are you right, going? Right. You know, I'm going to make sure there's boundaries and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, I'll let a person, I'll let, I'll let them go to prom and yeah. do that little fun date thing with yeah. a group of people and all that kind of stuff as long as there's boundaries. Um, but what, what happens, what I, what I see happening is parents allowing their children to become infatuated mm-hmm. with the opposite sex. And they don't care about their their sports, or they don't care about their schoolwork, and they don't care about their religion. And all they care about is this boy or this girl. Right. And they break up, and they lose their mind. They get really depressed, and um, and there's just a lot of cruelty that goes on out there. So, um, so that I, I, that's what I'm I'm more concerned with that now. Like I said, I was 22, but Amanda was 18. So Amanda was. Hmm you know, just out of high school. And, um, and that's why I wanted to make sure like she was mature, you know, and then yeah. she wanted the same thing that I wanted. Um, when we were, when we were dating and then we took, we took everything really, really carefully and, mm-hmm. and really slow. Yeah. Um, it was months before I, before I kissed her, it was months before I told her I loved her. I mean, it was, um, we, I wanted to be, I wanted to be very careful. Mm-hmm. With with all these things, and I wanted to honor her and and respect her as a sister in Christ. Yeah. Um, and I know that like our society is completely upside down and completely crazy. And Tim Keller has this beautiful statement of marriage. So the wedding and the the union, the physical. So you get you get married and then you have sex, and the the union of the two bodies becoming one is just a physical depiction of what you've done with the rest of your life in marriage. So we've already made our vows, right? Before God and these people, Mm. we've already, we've got new names now. So the two, the two families have become one. Mm. We've combined our bank accounts. We've combined our homes. We've combined our families. We've I mean, everything that is mine is now hers and everything is hers is now mine. And then we give ourselves physically to mm-hmm. one another and we become one in flesh, mm-hmm. right? Where the world is the cheap alternative of you give yourself to each other, but you, you're you only giving your physical body. You keep your bank account separate, you keep mm-hmm. everything else separate. And then we're just trying this out to see and basically, we're, like you said, we're practicing divorce because mm-hmm. I'm kind of messing around with you and maybe I'm dating you and maybe whatever, but I'm always looking out there for somebody who's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And if I find the upgraded you, if I find the version 2.0 that's got the better stereo speakers and the better wheels and all these different things, <laughs> I'm going to trade up. I'm going to trade up. Where marriage is, can I love this woman mm-hmm. for the rest of my life? And can I be the type of... And the question is, can I be the type of man that loves this woman for the rest of my life? Yeah. That's the question. Mm-hmm. It's not, right. because you have no idea who she's going to become in 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, right. 30 years. Mm-hmm. And, you, and the only thing you can control is who you become. 
Yeah. Right? So am I going to be the type of man that can love this woman for the rest of my life? One of the things we... So I have three boys, three older boys now, um, uh, out, out on their own. But one of the things we, we told them is they could not tell another young lady that they loved them unless they were going to then say, will you marry me? Mm. Now, the reason we did that is we wanted them to be thinking in those terms that can you truly love this woman in the way that Christ called is calling you to love this woman in marriage. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't, if you don't think you can do that, then don't say I love you love her because you're giving something to her that she, that you're not going to be able to fulfill. And that's going to be hard on her and, and it's not going to be good for you because you're not really thinking seriously about this relationship. And so that was kind of our, our, our advice. Now I have to say, I have no idea if that all rang <laughs> true. Um, I do know that my old two oldest boys, they didn't ever date. And the, the first woman they dated, they married. And mm-hmm. our first two. And our third, he's not dating. So I don't know. He's not dating either. So I don't know. He hasn't dated. Don't throw him under the bus, Yeah, Rob. I'm not don't going to. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, um, so principles for dating. I mean, I think it's... Um, I mean, have we have we covered some some good ground here? Is there something that we should we yeah, should What do you still? think, Kevin? I think, you... I think we've covered good ground. I think okay. we're in a good spot. Just I, I... one other thing I would say is um, this idea of the the uh, eternal dating. Hmm. That's that's a worldly idea. Hmm. Okay, you know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, we're date. We've been dating since twelve, oh, since twelve years old, and we're idea. gonna get, yes. we're gonna, probably gonna get married after I finish my postgraduate doctorate studies. Yeah. <laughs> we're probably gonna get, and you're like dating for twelve years. That's not a, and now most people that do that, they're they're probably sleeping together, they're probably living together, they're probably, and so they're, um, they're they're playing marriage, yeah. right? They're playing marriage. That's not a a Christian way of doing mm-hmm. things. Um, the Christian way of doing things is to honor God and to get married. Like you, you found her, you love her, get married, get married early. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I was going to say something else, but I can't remember. It slipped through my head. So yeah, I just say parents start the conversations with your kids now. I mean, it's, it's important. It's one of those things, like we were saying, it doesn't, excuse me, it doesn't seem like as big a deal to our culture as a whole, but it is, you know, it's, it's a very big deal. And if there are any students listening, if your parents aren't having these conversations with you, then ask them about it Mm -hmm. because part of their role in raising you in a Christian worldview is dating and marriage and singleness. Yeah. It's just really relationships. It's how does, how does, what kind of person am I called to be Mm -hmm. even right now? Um, this is one of the things I've been thinking about is our young people, don't have any examples of Christian young people. Mm. They they yeah. just don't. Like, show me a Christian young person on a on a movie. Show me a Christian young person in a popular novel. Show me a Christian young person hmm. on a TV series. Yeah. What does a Christian young person look like? What does it look like to be a young person of character? To tell the truth when others lie. Hmm. To not look at pornography. Mm-hmm. To treat girls with respect. To honor your your parents. All of the movies we let our kids watch, all of the media they consume, all of the music they can consume, do they have one example of a godly young person? No. I'm a, right now, I, am, I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. And so they feel like an alien. They feel like you're asking them to be something or to do something they've, they've never seen anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they think that's impossible. Mm-hmm. And so I think 
we need to be having these conversations and walking them through these very specific, this is what God's call, this is the type of young man that God's calling you to be. And it's more than just successful. It's more than just good at sports. It's more than just good at school. It's honorable, mm-hmm. right? It's having self-control. It's treating a woman like you would treat your sister, yeah. right? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think these are some important principles that we need, we need to be thinking about. Um, well, we've talked for 34 minutes. So if there's anything that we missed, I'm sure there is because we're going off the top of our head. So if there's anything that we should have talked about or you'd have rather us or you want to ask a question about, please email us, justindini at sacredcitychurch.com or rob at sacredcitychurch.com. We thank you guys for listening. We ask that you would share this podcast wherever you can, pass it around, um, recommend it, give us a thumbs up, maybe rate it on the app. We would really appreciate it. We love you guys. We're praying for you. God bless you.